I've mentioned before that of the major Eastern religions, I am least familiar with Hinduism. It's a shame. Not only has Hindu mythology had a huge influence on Buddhist imagery, and subsequently Shinto imagery and Japanese culture, it also happens to be jam-packed with cool monsters having epic battles. Most infamous are the Nagi, giant serpents of great power and horror, precursors to the long and slender dragons of Chinese and Japanese mythology. Arch-enemy of these serpents was the Garuda, a demigod who was part man and part bird, who breathed flame and smote the dragons, a mighty warrior who would become the steed of Vishnu himself. This gigantic, part man, part bird creature might be familiar to Digimon fans, where Birdramon digivolved to Garudamon. The image of the Hindu Garuda permeated the Buddhist pantheon, and in the unique Japanese variants, it developed into the Karura. In statues and art, Karura are depicted as fire-breathing monsters, with an armoured humanoid body and a bird's beak on their face. I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love magma. Magma's design is definitely influenced by the Karura, but like Jink's unusual interpretation of Mountain Crone Yokai, and Electabuzz's unique version of the Oni, it takes its own direction. The Karura itself is not the most famous monster in Japanese mythology, but one of its offshoots is. Anyone familiar with video games like Okami, or any number of anime, will recognise the long-nosed, red face of the Tengu. Rather than directly transferring this traditional monster into the Pokémon world, the designers went back to the original inspiration and branched off in their own direction. It makes Magma something totally unique, but still grounded in mythology and primal imagery. It also makes me more surprised that Ninetales is such a standard depiction of a Kitsune, but that's one tangent too far. Pokemon Yellow's Pokedex says, Born in an active volcano, its body is always cloaked in flames, so it looks like a big ball of fire. Lots of dex entries mention that Magma lives in volcanoes. We also got to see this firsthand in Pokemon Snap, the best Pokemon game ever made. In the volcano level, Magma can be seen bullying Charmander, and eventually fleeing Charmeleon. Magmar and the Firestarter family having a kind of rivalry is not only seen in Pokemon Snap. Magmar's anime debut came during Ash's battle with the gym leader Blaine, Charizard and Magmar battling on pillars of stone protruding from an active volcano was an iconic moment for a lot of 90s kids. It was one of the first moments Ash's Charizard fought for him, and it cemented Magmar in our heads as a threatening fire-type powerhouse. For me at least, it also made Magma synonymous with the move Fire Blast. If you're not familiar with Fire Blast, it's the move that shoots out that big star shape of flames. As a kid, I assumed the in-game sprite was just the game's way of showing an explosion of fire, so I was surprised when even the anime showed Fire Blast moving in that shape. It wasn't until I visited Kyoto last year that I started to understand. Fire Blast shape is the kanji for Dai, which roughly translates to great, 
On a mountain overlooking Kyoto, this symbol is burned into the mountainside and reignited once a year. Even on a normal day, the scorched kanji is an impressive sight. I dearly hope to be there one night and see it aflame. A real life fire blast. The anime does a lot to make Magmar seem like a tough and powerful monster, but unfortunately the in-game stats don't quite bear that out. With a low speed and special stat, Magmar's pure fire typing isn't that useful in the competitive metagame, and neither it nor its evolution have seen themselves at the top tiers of competitive play, apart from a brief stint when Magmar received the useful move Follow Me from Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. I suppose I should talk about the elephant in the room. Magmar's two flames on its head look an awful lot like a butt in sprites and artwork. To make matters worse, the Pokemon's Japanese name is Booba, taken from the booby, a seabird not unlike a duck. Whether you're an arse man or a boob man, Magmar has something for you, I guess. No wonder Magmar was one of the Pokemon that was making babies by the second generation. Just like its Japanese yokai stablemates, Jinx and Electabuzz, Magmar received a pre-evolution in Pokemon Gold and Silver. While I praised Elekid for looking like a genuine previous form, Magby does just look like a chibi version of Magmar. Magby is a cuter, snottier version of its older sibling. Like one of those babies that always seems to need its nose wiped, Magby is always leaking. Unfortunately, what it's leaking isn't just gross snot, but actual super hot molten rock. This seems like a good time to talk about how the temperatures in this family are ridiculous. Magby is the little infant of the bunch, and it is said to have blood that's 1100 degrees Fahrenheit. That would melt a person, no problem. As Magmar, we're told it gives off heat at temperatures of 2200 degrees. That would melt steel beans, son. By the time it evolves to its final form, we're up to 3600 degrees. To return to Hinduism for a moment, Magmar and become death, destroyer of worlds. To get to these temperatures, a Magmar has to be traded holding a Magmarizer to evolve into Magmortar. I said in the Electivire episode that it bucked the trend of fourth generation evolutions looking kinda goofy. Magmortar, on the other hand, is entirely on brand. Broad and chubby looking, with lips that are less like a beak and more like clown makeup, Magmortar is only saved by its guns. The fact that its arms are big cannons is actually pretty cool. At least one friend of the show, the Cappuccino Kid himself, loved Magmar back in the day. For any Pokemon, there is someone out there who thinks it's the absolute best. Magmar and family are not that useful in battle, but like a lot of monsters, researching them for this podcast has given me a newfound appreciation thanks to their origins. Mostly though, I just love Magmar for making me laugh. <laughs> Booba. Music for Luke Plus Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie, and artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Magmortar was designed by Hironobu Yoshida.
Shout out also to our supporters on Patreon, who help keep the show on SoundCloud. If you're enjoying Luke Loves Pokemon and you haven't already, please head on over to the Twitter and Facebook pages, which can both be found at LukeLovesPKMN. From there you can get in contact about the Pokemon we'll be covering next, Pinsir and Tauros. I'd love to hear from you about any monster, so please say hi. I love Booba. And remember, I love you too. <laughs>